This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. It felt like a goodbye, and it is. The Vikings have a team meeting at 9 a.m. Central, so less than an hour from now at that point, it's likely that owner Ziggy and Mark Wilf will address players, explain their decision-making, but this is a complete teardown in terms of the brain trust of the Minnesota Vikings organization. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman both out. A search for a new coach and general manager begins now. Ooh, by the way, this is Mackie and Judd, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy Speculation. Don't let that fancy Tom Pelissero yeah, those teeth. TV set fool you, okay? Well, well, his, teeth are, teeth. His, his teeth wow. are amazing. He's got TV teeth. He's always had nice teeth, though. J- Judd and I have drank a few beers on the other side of that camera there. Um, listen, he's, he's wearing boxer briefs. I was about to say, chill boys underneath? Yeah. that's uh, Don't so. let Tom fool you there, okay? He's... <laughs> Definitely wearing tube socks and a pair of Chill Boys underneath there. Chill Boys making an appearance on Mackie and Judd this That's week. right. Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. Before we get into statements about the Vikings shaking their franchise to the core, what is one word that you guys would use to describe how Chill Boys make you feel? Um, redefining. Ooh. Because Chill Boys has redefined how I think of not just boxers, but long johns as well i used to think of long johns as i hope they keep me warm but they're sort of yeah you know to call a spade a spade i get bunched up i get a little bunched up mm. chill boys sweet brag. nothing but comfort uh, I, I would say relieved relieved is is, is the way because it's now completely every time like like judge said there's briefs there's boxers some guys are always split between the two right like there, there's a there's a fine line you walk just like kirk haters and kirk supporters there's no one kind of middle in on Kirk Cousins. Either you're all in or you're all out. It's kind of like Chill Boys. But then Chill Boys comes in and says, we're going to take the bamboo and the high, and the performance brand and change your entire perception of what underwear should feel like. So I'm relieved that I now don't have to worry about which underwear I have to wear anymore. Chill Boys. Chillboys.com. Minnesota-based company making you feel comfortable down there. Uh, should we do some statements here? The Vikings fired Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman this morning. You can also find a full emergency episode of purple daily from earlier today too boys i'm going to give you this statement out of the gate here i'm going to to lead us off here because uh another coach got fired well a bunch a bunch of coaches are getting fired today but my first statement is i think the vikings should strongly consider brian flores as the next head coach of the franchise now, I think most people are going to say two things well first of all he got fired what happened you know why would why would why would you want a guy who just got fired? And two, he's a defensive-minded coach. Shouldn't the Vikings be going for an offensive-minded coach? The opposite of Mike Zimmer? And I would say, just based on the things that we have seen and heard about the Dolphins the last few years under Flores, and I'm even seeing reaction come out from players on social media that are just, like, pissed in Miami that Brian Flores was let go. When people say go the opposite of Mike Zimmer, I don't think they're thinking enough about the big picture here. It's not just going from defense to offense. It's going from a non-leader of a 53-man roster, a guy that only cared about one side of the football, to an actual leader of a team that offensive players can also connect with. And I think Brian Flores, even though the Dolphins haven't had a great offense the last few years, in a rebuild, that that team has fought their ass off for him. 
Um, he does come from the Belichick coaching tree. He did go 3-0 and in his last three games against Bill Belichick, by the way. I just think there's something really intriguing about back-to-back winning seasons in Miami and the team that he has put together. And I'm very, very interested in the Vikings pursuing Brian Flores. Am I crazy? I need to know a lot more about what transpired here. Um, I'm inclined to agree with what you said on Purple Daily, which is I don't think the Dolphins are a super functional franchise, and so this might be this might be more of a Dolphins problem than a Flores problem. Um, I'd like to know what I'm guessing that the problem here uh, revolves around Tua, and I'd like to know that story because clearly there's going to be um, probably a quarterback change with the Vikings as well. Would I dismiss his name? No. Um, I, I think that he is, off the top of my head, the most successful coach from the Belichick tree that that has come from that Patriots staff, right? Because Do we count Vrabel? Vrabel no, was a player. No, because he played, but he, he didn't coach, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but I mean, you know, you look at Charlie Weiss, you look at that entire list, R- Romeo Cornell to go back that far, McDaniels. Um, Brian Flores seems to be the one who who was successful. I would certainly consider him. I would like to know more about what's transpired where the Dolphins felt that they had to fire him. And I think my, my main message here would be it's it's less about go from defensive coach to offensive coach right. and or find someone who knows offensive X's and O's. Like, that would be amazing. But But the number one quality you should be looking for is leadership, someone that can set a culture, mm-hmm. someone that can hold players accountable, but also connect with players. You know, you need someone that players really want to die on a hill for, right? And I think defensive players would have said that about Mike Zimmer. And the, and you're seeing some tweets out there, like Chad Greenway basically said, you know, he's the best defensive coach I've ever played for. Offensive players, not so much. Um, so I, I want to know more, too, but I wouldn't dismiss Brian Flores just because he's not an offensive guy. I don't think sure. that's the most important quality. Sure. I'll go next. next. Yep, I'll go next year. So we talked about GM candidates on Purple Daily uh, last weekend before the news came down, obviously, now that Spielman and Zimmer are indeed fired. But I'll throw another one into the mix here, and I, I would be surprised if this guy probably doesn't get a job. Cause just, just looking at the rumor mill today on Black Monday, his name is starting to pop all over the place, and we haven't even discussed him yet. John Spitek. You guys familiar with John Spitek? Of the hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This John Spytek sounds yeah. like a, like a computer software. It sounds like a Bond from villain. Early nineties or something. Yeah. It smells like a Bond that. villain uh, for that. sure. Maybe a, John would need a little more sexier name to be a a, a Bond villain, but the Spytek definitely works there. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be someone I think that the Vikings and other teams are going to start circling as their next GM. This note from Rick Stroud, for, who covers the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, for the Tampa Bay Times. He said, "I'd be shocked if the Vikings and Bears don't interview John Spytek for their GM opening. They're missing a great opportunity. He won a Super Bowl, and consider how he and his staff helped GM Jason Licht fill their roster during an injury-plagued season while winning a club record 13 games is impressive." Also from the Athletic, Spytek is in the category of personal evaluators with vast experience on a variety of staffs. He's been in a role with the Bucks for the last five years. And Tampa has become one of the league's best rosters. He had spent three years as a scout for the Broncos, and he was also the Browns director of college scouting uh, from 2010 to 2012. He's a former linebacker from Michigan State. But I, I would throw that name into there. Uh, Tampa Bay basically had a perfect roster. That's why Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, also to get out of the cold. But Tampa Bay was ready to pop. And Brady looked at that situation and said, they're one quarterback away from basically competing for a Super Bowl. Look at the Vikings, as we like to talk about, from 07-08. That entire roster was ready to pop. Sports Illustrated said, I was just going down a wormhole about the 2008 Vikings yesterday. Sports Illustrated, I forget the exact writer, said the Vikings are going to compete for a Super Bowl that season. Their roster was built out perfectly. They had T-Jack and Gus Ferrat. Brett Favre steps in in 09 and leads them on a doorstep, and they should have been in the GD Super Bowl. I would look at Spytek as the next GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, so you just hired him. I hired him. I just hired him. Because also, here's this other fact, maybe a statement in another statement here. I I told Judd about this on Saturday when the Lock and Four report came down that the firings were basically inevitable. I don't think you can dilly-dally if you're the Vikings here. I'm not trying to say ignore the hiring process, but you can't just tread water trying to find your GM. With teams now starting to interview coaches, this kind of has to be an expedited process. So you have to figure out your GM pretty damn quick. 
I think it's this guy. I'm pitching my wagon to Spitech in this hmm. Bond villain scenario. So the in- interesting thing about that, Dex, as we talked about too, though, is I agree, and I think the Vikings have behind the scenes been doing a, a lot of due diligence when it comes to the uh, potential replacement for Rick as GM. But that being said, this what makes this job intriguing is, is now that it's opened, um, this is one of, if not the most attractive job. And so I don't think guys are going to race to take the Jacksonville job or a yeah. job that is open open because oh my god i just want to take this Mm -hmm. i think that the competition for this job and being rick's replacement is going to be hot and heavy because you are stepping into a team that certainly has some good players um it's got what i think are considered a quality ownership group it's got a new stadium like there's a lot of things to like here and and this is going to be an attractive spot if it's done right um for uh, potential free agents as well so I don't think you need to be like super concerned about oh it's a race because we, we've got Winter Park and the Metrodome. That's the one thing that's different now. You you've got the edge and you've got a lot of things that good candidates are going to like. And I think the eliminated thing that's so important was a lot of those candidates probably would have balked at Rick's presence. But now that that's gone. This yeah. is a blank slate of of uh, attractiveness. That makes sense. It, it's tough because like the, the Jaguars' job, there's you know, the Jaguars. It's it's a train it's a train wreck ownership group. It's which is weird because Shad Khan's son Tony Khan has built up this amazing AEW wrestling company that's competing with WWE. But like on the football side, they can't right. get out of their own way. And they've got kind of a dumpster fire roster, and they don't really have any weapons. But they've got Trevor Lawrence. So if you think Trevor Lawrence is this 12, 15-year franchise savior quarterback, you know, as a GM or a coach, do you view that as a more important piece and deal with the rest? Right. Or do you look at a, a franchise like the Vikings and say, there's some big question marks at quarterback, contractually, age-wise, otherwise, but it's, but it's an ownership group that has shown at least competence, right, over 15 years. Yes. And facilities are amazing and better than Jacksonville. But the, but but you got to figure out the most important position. You know, I would choose Vikings and just gamble that I could figure out quarterback for the next 10 years. Uh-huh. But there might be some people, coaches and GMs, that say, ah, I want Trevor Lawrence to be the one that I'm pitching my career GM, to. GM-wise, I would prefer, just as an example of two jobs that came open today, I would prefer the Vikings job to the Bears job. Because, one, I think the Vikings are a more functional franchise. But, two, unless I think that Justin Fields is great, I've got the opportunity to chart my own path here. Mm-hmm. So, so like, if I'm confident that I can find that guy, and I think, you know, Justin's okay, but he's not great, but I can find my guy. Yeah. I prefer to step into this and, and have that ability as opposed to, well, we've got Fields and he should be the guy. So. Well, think about this, too. You know, the Vikings with Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer really weren't in a position where they could say, let's take a project quarterback in the first round because we know, we have confidence, we know we can develop and get the most out of him, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Ravens got the most out of Joe Flacco, then they got the most out of Lamar Jackson. Like that's a franchise with complete quarterback developmental confidence and reference points. The Vikings have a lot of scars, right? Christian Ponder, ugh, and maybe there was just, it didn't matter what organization he was with, he was just going to fail. And Bridgewater blew his knee out. You never really saw that kind of fruition. Uh, but, like, you, it would be nice if the GM and the coach combination could have enough knowledge about developing quarterbacks and what it takes and maximizing that position where you could draft a Malik Willis and say, all right, he's raw. We, gotta, we definitely have to rein him in and get him to play a style of football that's going to fit better and be you know, better for longevity. Uh, but we know that we can get Malik Willis to his 90th percentile. You know, Kellen Mond might be a bust, but he stood no chance with Mike Zimmer and Clint Kubiak as the ones that were developing him, quote-unquote, developing him, right? Correct. So, anyhow, all right, Judd, your first statement. All right, my statement is this. I will go to the Bible for this st- statement, and no, I'm not going to turn to religion as a whole. Be not afraid. Be not afraid of change, Vikings fans. Be not afraid of of what you thought that you had, which was a good but not great team. Because you know what? Being good is no way to live. Being great, that is a way. I saw the 87 World Series champion twins. I saw 91. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing like, like celebrating 
a, a ship, I, I believe the kids still call it. There is nothing like celebrating a World Series, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, Larry O'Brien Trophy, and we're going to hear today from some, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, Rick and Mike are gone. That's good. But, I mean, can the Wolves find the guys to replace them? And, I mean, Rick did a pretty good – I mean, look at Stefan Diggs. He found Stefan Diggs. And then, and then of course, the, the talk is going to turn to, you know, Kirk Cousins and veterans. And, well, you know, if they're gone, what happens next? I'll tell you what happens next. The new management team and coach pursue a championship. That's what happens next. And – and yes, your favorite players in the whole wide world might be gone. But you know what? That's how you get to excellence. And so it doesn't help for Rick and Mike to say, well, we've been here so long with Harrison Smith. We can't. Not, I mean, Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr is the poster child for what happens when you get too invested in a human. Sports is not about humans. It's <laughs> no, about well, humans. Well, you're wrong about, you're no, wrong wait, wait, about wait, that. Wait, wait. Sports is, <laughs> sports is about humans who are also oh great at what they do and realizing when that greatness has deteriorated. So, 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 there, so there's a combination. This is why these jobs are so tough. You have to manage people and, and read personalities. But here's what makes it really tough. When... When the athlete in that person starts to go off the table, and this is not saying that they change as people. You still love them. You have to make really tough decisions, which is Anthony Barr is a great guy. Like Mike Zimmer loves him. It, it looks like a son, I, I, which is awesome. They will, be, they will be friends for the rest of Mike's life. But the reality is long ago, Mike should have said, Anthony, I, no, no, it doesn't work anymore. I'm sorry. Um, well, that's the GM's job. Right. But I'm just saying the play, that every, the play. So well, the, it, but it looked like, but it looked yes, but it looked like Mike loved Barr, and so so they had a problem with with him. I mean, he was with the Jets, um, and yes, that's Rick's job too. But my point is, sports is if it becomes too much about the people and how much you like the people, you run into a real problem when it comes to players. Yeah, there's got to be a little little separation of of yeah, church and of state there, right? But but I would argue the Mike's affinity and love for Anthony Barr wasn't that wasn't a problem the problem was Rick needs to look at it objectively from his seat and say it's not worth the money he doesn't have the we already plus we already have a star linebacker I mean how many star linebackers do you need we got to fill some other positions here and and you know it should have happened three years ago they should have just they should have said hey once once he signed with the Jets or agreed with the Jets like it's the end of an era with Anthony Barr let's take that cat money fix the offense that's the GM's job to stand firm and not just cave in but and Mike cave has to the coach. To, but Mike has to say, okay, I see what you're doing. And but, but here's what I would say about Zimmer. His relationship and affinity and love for Anthony Barr was not a problem. In fact, I think he should have looked to build that relationship and affinity and love for more players on the team, specifically offensive players. You know, he, he, he made no effort for the first three years to get to know and build a relationship with his starting quarterback. He just looked at offensive yeah. players with disdain, right? He just yeah. after you know, Teddy he did, yeah. After Teddy went down, man, that that changed him. Um, but w- what I don't get is this: so many coaches around this league for so long have worked so hard to be like, how can I be like Bill? I want to be Bill Belichick, right? And I'm going to copy this and copy that. You know what? One of his greatest attributes is one of his greatest attributes is to get the most from players and then cut them. That's one of his greatest attributes. Like, that's what you should have done with Barr. That's what you should be potentially, Phil, on the course. And I I know this sounds harsh, but to do with Kendricks. Kendricks had a down year. Why? Because if he's at the end, like if he can't sustain, he's got to go. So, like, what Belichick and what does Bill do? He lets you go. And then when when it when a team signs you to a big contract and it's like, oh, this guy really has gone off the cliff and releases him, Bill resigns you for cheap. Like that is as harsh as you could possibly get. It's genius. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ring of honor players on this roster that are over the age of thirty and not the same guy they were five years ago who make a lot of money, like top Correct. six capits on the team. And they're and someone's gonna come in and have to make some <laughs> tough decisions. Speaking of tough decisions, so I know Declan disagrees with me on this. So I'll I'll say my piece and then I'm curious to hear Declan's rebuttal, but I think there is a next to zero percent chance that Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback for the Vikings in 2022 
now that Spielman and Zimmer are both gone. Now, Zimmer would have – Zimmer never wanted him to begin with, but I'm saying a new GM and a new coach are going to come in here. And there's a pretty decent chance it's going to be a first-time GM and a first-time coach, and you're not guaranteed a second time. So this is – or and even for, like, a second-time coach, second-time GM, like, you never know. This might be your last shot in the NFL. Kirk's going to be 34 years old this offseason. He is the definition of a good, not great quarterback with, to me, checkmate flaws in his leadership game, in his improvisational game, overcoming when things get muddy, right? Like, why would a new GM and a new coach come in here and extend him for two or three more years? You have to do something with a $45 million cap hit. So if there was a way where you could like use him as a stopgap quarterback for one year, I think they would choose that option, but it's almost unworkable at $45 million if you want to be anywhere near competitive next season. So you have to do something with that contract. Your choices are trade it or extend it, and I just don't think there's any chance a new GM and a new coach is going to say, all right, first order of business, let's attach the next three years of our careers to 34-year-old Kirk Cousins because we think despite all the evidence for seven years around him, that he is the hidden gem solution waiting to be unleashed if we can get everything else right around him. I think he is a common denominator for good, not great. And I think a new GM, new coach is going to say, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. Let's start with our own guy. Let's get cheaper or let's get better or both. So, Yeah, all good, all good points. My statement would be don't make the assumption that Kirk Cousins is gone. I, I, I would not make the assumption yet that Kirk Cousins is indeed gone. Sage Rosenfels put out a nice tweet about an hour ago and said, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman are not the reason the Vikings have been consistently average for the last four years. That's clearly a shot at the quarterback. Kirk is flawed. He's not, he, he's not worth his dollar amount. He is at the best, the eighth best quarterback in the league when he usually sits in between 12 and 14. I get that but he's a veteran established quarterback who has weapons around here. You're going to plug in a new offensive coordinator. You're going to plug in a new quarterback. You have a new head coach. You have a new GM. I understand that someone's going to come in here and survey that situation. And to Phil's point, you only get one shot to do that. So do you want to hitch that wagon to Kirk? I don't know, but I I think it's a dangerous assumption to right now, just to assume that Kirk Cousins is indeed written off as the quarterback of the Vikings. If the new GM and coach come in here and evaluate things and say, you know what? We got to get rid of them. I'll defer to them. I will, but I, I think it's, I, I think we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves to assume that he is indeed gone with both Spielman and Zimmer being fired today on Black Monday. Joe, do you want to break the tie here? I think that the Wilfs want him gone. I, I think the Wilfs are. I, I don't think that the Wilfs fired Rick, who signed Kirk, and Mike, who who was, um, who was very much responsible for his own undoing, but also didn't work well with Kirk. I don't think that they did those two things this morning to keep Kirk. I I think the wheels have been set in motion for Kirk to be gone. Um, And I will say this as my next statement. Retool. Retool, not rebuild. Um, Our expectations for 2022 probably go down now because it's like, okay, you're going to bring in a new... GM and coach, and they're going to go in their own direction. But I don't think that there's going to be a feeling of, okay, now it's going to take three, four years. Um, That's not how this league works, and I don't think that's how the Wilfs are going to work. And I think this roster has some very nice components left. And so I, I believe what this is going to be is a retool, not a rebuild. What do I mean exactly? Well, at the quarterback position, my guess is, Cousins gets traded, and and I I will say this, and I guess this aligns me with the Kirk stands and the Cousins Crusaders. Um, I don't think this is uh, well. Who are you going to trade him to? You can't. Tra- he can't be traded. Nobody wants him. This is a quarterback starved league, and Kurt and Kirk, he's a good steak, man. He's a good steak. He's not. He's not ground meat. He's a, take- he, he's a good steak if you haven't had a steak in a while and you're just desperate to eat a steak. Yeah, yeah, but uh, exactly. It's a little chewy, but you're fine with that. It's been eight uh, years, yeah. Yeah, and so Kirk Cousins um, can be traded, and I think he can be traded in a fairly decent package, uh, and that, that could, could mean that the new staff looks for a quarterback immediately. It also could mean that they don't and that, that they attempt to um, they attempt to get draft picks in a Cousins trade that they go with a stopgap, short-term fix at quarterback, and then 
try and make a trade in the 2023 draft, which might be a better quarterback draft than this one is, and trade up. I, You know, we, we talked about that on Purple Daily. The fact is, how often did Rick trade up, especially in the first round? The last time I checked, that's allowed. And so if you have a GM who trades up to potentially get a quarterback because you won eight games, that's fine too. So I think this is going to be deemed as a retooling, not a rebuilding. And I don't think there's any thought within the Vikings now, and especially the Wilfs, that this is going to go down to like a four-win team. I don't mm-hmm. – now, could that happen? Yes, absolutely. But do I think that's the expectation? No, absolutely not. Dex, give us uh, one more Viking statement here, and then we'll, we'll get to our friend, noted enthusiastic Vikings fan, Randy Vikes 69. Uh, I will applaud the Wilfs for saying we want to contend for championships. That's what I love to hear. I absolutely love to hear that. They could have they could have easily made this a fluff PR thing. Oh, we thank you so much, Mike and Rick. Oh, you guys did such good work in the community. And to be honest, I just if you and sports my sports dad I think will really appreciate this. If you sign up to work in this business, I'm sorry, you're you, this this is it. It's a cutthroat business, man. Like if you get fired and families are affected, yeah, that stinks. But this is you're in the limelight. You're in the spotlight. So families are going to always be affected by this. The goal is to contend and win for championships, not to please family members. Okay, that's the goal of the football team, and they want to contend for championships. I love that. I applaud that. Good for the Wilfs for saying if Rick Spielman doesn't want to take a job, a different job status, then goodbye. I don't want to deal with you, Zimmer. Thank you, but also we need to contend for championships. It ain't working. Bravo to the Wilfs. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people pointing out on Twitter that uh, the. The ownership statement looks a lot like the Purple Daily statement. Or are we getting that? Because that's mm-hmm. absolutely accurate. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It's pretty much what they said. They just took like three paragraphs to say it, right? Well, they're they talking they said... about contending for, I mean, yeah, contending for championships, right? Mm-hmm. See, doesn't that. it feel good to say that, Wilfs? 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 Wilfs. W-I-L-F-S. I'm still pushing for Wilfs. A pack well, of Wilfs. a pack of Wilfs, yeah. Multiple Wilf. I want to. I want to hear what our buddy has to say. I do too. Yeah, he. Uh, like I said on Purple Daily, he DM'd me and said he's he's working on a special stable. So I don't know. I don't know what that means, but let's uh, take a moment here, pause, and we'll bring our friend Randy and Cottage Grove, Randy Vike sixty nine, on the show. Mackie and Judd. Are you willing to do anything to potentially alleviate that high percentage that would assure you you're coming back, or how do you look at that? I'll just, you know, it's hard to have these conversations when uh, I don't even, I haven't given any thought, you know, don't know any those numbers. But I know that I want to be a Viking, and so uh, that's kind of the foundation of it all. And uh, and from there, it's pretty pretty um, easy to make those, you know, conversations happen when you know you want to be a Minnesota Viking. I want to tell you guys, I, I really like the jacket that Kirk Cousins was wearing there, kind of a like a brown sort of bomber jacket, well, top like almost like a World War II era sort of throwback. Yeah, Jack little there. maverick, little ice man. Yeah, yeah. Don't usually think of Kirk as a as a fashionista. You know what? He he would have been a per, a perfect QB in the Top Gun times. Era. Oh yeah, that's what he's doing. It's an ode to the fact that he he could have played alongside like Theismann and Kramer and. Well, I, I thought you were thinking Danny like White. I thought you were putting him in the Top Gun movie there, and I'm thinking I, I, it might oh, be problematic when no, you know they're they're up in the sky and there's a crisis happening, and, uh, oh, and no, he, he says I don't know I just I'm I'm waiting for the play who, call. Who's the guy that died? I'm waiting for the I don't know. Should we shoot? I don't know. Tell me in my ear. Who Who's the guy that that died? Uh, Goose. Goose. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, One of the yeah. most tragic moments in cinematic <laughs> history. Thank you very much, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Blood Edwards. Backer. God bless him. Yeah. Only the, the second greatest Anthony Edwards of all time. Yeah, that's true. All right. Mackie and Judd, oh. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy, Speculation, you name it. And uh, the most passionate Vikings fan we know. He has correctly nailed three Vikings draft picks in the last three years. His name is Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter. Uh, the floor is yours. You know, the Vikings, they fired both Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, I feel like you have kind of gone back and forth just a little bit maybe this season, sometimes wanting both those guys fired and then sometimes putting those guys in your stud stable. So uh, how does this land with you today, Randy? Well, it, it ebbs and flows, right, when you when you follow the game. every This is the best thing about football. Every game is huge. You know, every, every week is a big week. And if uh, 
if Joseph's had uh, hit a couple extra field goals, maybe not having this conversation uh, right now. But uh, that's the way that that the cookie uh, uh, cookie crumbles. And uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward. I really am. I'm looking forward. And uh, and uh, I, 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 the one thing about Rick is there's going to probably be a few less draft picks, so it's going to be harder just from a percentage uh, standpoint for me to nail one. Hmm. You know, as, as a mocker, you got to like Rick because what he what, what he likes to do is acquire the as they say capital. Yeah. capital yeah and uh so that i will miss that you know he's he's a guy who likes the draft he really does like the draft and uh and i i, I of course uh, all of us in the mocking community do do as well we do like the draft yeah i've been thinking a lot about the mocking community here today just uh how difficult this must be for you guys to have to acclimate to some new general managers it's got to mm-hmm. be tougher for the mocking community well i think whatever uh whatever gm you know that they uh, they want to bring in. Uh, uh, of course, I'm referring to Ziggy and and and, and Mark uh, and the other Will. Who doesn't matter. I don't uh, remember. Le- his name. It's a Leonard. Lenny. Leonard. Uh, Leonard. We're okay, talking about the kid, Jonathan. Leonard, you you uh, you just do whatever you do. But uh, I, I'll say, uh, you know, they're going to bring in a, a guy at the top. But then the real decision is going to be who that who that guy uh, you know puts at the at the head of the ship at the uh, at the head coach position and i uh if 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 you guys are, are uh i know it's early you know it's early but if you guys are interested i i did there's no sense in a stable for the game yesterday that game oh. was meaningless okay. but i did throw a throw together a little uh just a little early kind of a 1.0 uh head coach uh, coaching search just wow Oh, so, so this is a, yeah. okay. So our graphics department, our highly wow. compensated graphics department, mm-hmm. had Dud Stable on the screen here, because uh, we kind of thought you were going to go down like the firing Dud Stable. So all right, so we're gonna we're gonna go Stud Stable here. Randy and Cottage Grove already looking at candidates to to fill these leadership roles. So all right, the floor is yours, Randy. Randy, Randy are you there? Are you there? <laughs> Did we lose I think Randy? I think I think he might have lost connection there. We'll see if we can get him back. I was I didn't hear him drop. It was a hell of a tease. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Maybe he lost his notes or something. I hope he didn't fall off his bar chair. No, that would be hit his head. That would be bad. That would be. Good. I mean, he was definitely. Uh, He's happy. He was definitely riding the roller coaster this season. I think there were times where he would have given Mike Zimmer a lifetime contract. Another, I think he fired him about six times. To his point about Greg Joseph, though. And we'll try to Joseph's. get him back here. Joseph's. Joseph's, yeah. <laughs> get it it's right. It's kind of funny, like, of all the things you look at in a football season, football games, right? If Greg Joseph makes a 37-yard field goal against the Cardinals and the Vikings are 9-8 and eight instead of 8-9, and nine, and I'd have to go look and see, like, tiebreaker-wise, would they have would they have been a playoff team? I don't think – I think 10 – it wasn't 10 – 10 and 7 got you in, right? Not 9 and 8. What's the Eagles' record? My point is, they might have had a little extra juice. Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah. Okay. They might. It, they might. If those games mattered, we we might have had a little extra something to play for against yeah. the Rams. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're back here. The floor is yours. Give us yeah, the stud so stable. I, I, my my. Uh, I uh, this is a stud stable coaches. Uh, coaches uh, just kind of as we start this search, I think it's important to put uh, put a couple of high quality names in the in the mix. So Ziggy and and uh, Mark and. If you're listening, uh, here's a couple names to kind of keep on your radar. Put them in the name. Uh, put put a little bug in the ear of the new uh, the new GM. So this is a, a, a two, uh, 2022 uh, Vikings head coach uh, stud stable uh, early version. <laughs> here's a guy. What's that? No, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, here's a guy who uh, just became recently became available. And uh, I'm I'm uh, sort of surprised. Maybe you guys have been talking about this guy as well as a, as an opportunity to really scoop a a known commodity who was coaching as recently as a, a you know this week, and and that's Vic Fangio. Uh, Vic Vic is a football guy through and through, and he's uh, he's the kind of guy who can just really come in and inst- instill a, a, a tough nosed uh, attitude. As you saw how that works, it's been working in Detroit. You know, in Detroit, uh, Dan Campbell, who you know I love, uh, it, uh, came in and just kind of changed the culture. And it's going to be a process, but he's got it on the right track. And so huh. if we want to 
really bring in a guy who's kind of a, a tough love customer, and that's Vic Fangio. So Vic you're, you're just to clarify here, you're you're talking about Vic Fangio not as a defensive coordinator, but as a head coach. He's a stud, and he's uh, he's got a lot of. I mean, he's clearly done it. He's now done it at the highest level. So you don't have to worry about any getting used to where the correct meeting rooms are and things like that. That is you confusing. Just, uh, sometimes, you just come yeah. in and new building to, too. Yeah, he's that's, that, I, I hadn't thought about that, but like it's it all those rooms. Yeah, I mean that's like people. You know, people rip on Brad Childress, but like you know, it took him two and a half years to figure out where the meeting rooms were at Winter Park. No. So. A lot of people like to talk about uh, whether or not we're going to uh, keep uh, Kirk. I got some opinions on that, but let's say we do. Let's say we we we, we decide we we are we're either stuck with him, or we're going to work out a deal, as they say, and uh, keep him here long term. And, and a lot of people like to think, well, what what he, where did he have his uh, maybe perhaps some of his greatest fit from a scheme standpoint, and that's uh, that's Kyle Shanahan. Well, what better way to bring in some of that some of that magic than the guy who uh, taught Kyle everything he knows, and that's Mike Shanahan. Mike, what? Uh, we we would welcome you here. You're you've what? done it. You won a super. Mike won a super Shanahan Bowl. isn't good won a forever. Super Bowl. You, excuse me, Mike. You won a Super Bowl, uh, and you've done it at the highest level. And uh, we would we would be honored to give you an interview here, Mike Ziggy, if you're listening. Uh, please put Mike Shanahan uh, high on the list. He's oh, a stud. Dude, he's like 70. Here's another guy. When's the last me. time Mike Shanahan coached? 10 you can years do your ago? own stable. Didn't Mike <laughs> Shanahan? Did Mike Shanahan? <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 let's not make him hang up. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Who's Here's next on your guy, list? If you want to talk about known commodities and, and guys who've done it, who's done it, and, and maybe maybe he's a little sick of, the, uh, sick of the bright lights and wants to get back on the sidelines, and that's Jimmy Johnson. Uh, what? Jimmy, oh, God. Jimmy has led. Excuse me, Jimmy. Jimmy has led quality franchises to to championships, um, and uh, I I would love to see what he could come in and do with a few modern weapons. Uh, so Jimmy, if he if you give it a thought, don't don't think twice about this this opportunity. There's a lot of weapons, and it's an indoor environment, so you won't be cold. Jimmy Johnson, you're a stud. Uh, Randy, real quick, uh, I just just. Just a quick question. Does it, does it worry you at all that Jimmy Johnson is almost 80 years old? You watch, do you see him on TV? He's jumping all over the place. He's having a blast. You know, he's doing a thing now where he gives away his money. So uh, he's, he's doing it. He, if he comes back and coaches, he'd do it for the love of the game. I thought game. it was Terry Bradshaw's money they were giving away. Whoever's money it is, it's the, not, the, the, it's it's it doesn't matter. The point is Jimmy's a quality coach. Um, do you want the rest of the stable or not? I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Who's next? Bill Walsh. That's... George Seifert is next, and uh, George George Seifert, another guy who knows NFC football, and he knows how to do how to. If we're stuck with a pocket a pocket passer, George Seifert's coached some of the some of the best pocket passing we've ever seen. Uh, so George, if you want to give it one more go. Go another trip around the around the the the, uh, the the merry-go-round. This is a good opportunity for you, George and Ziggy. Give him a t- give him a call. Uh, now here's another guy. I'm a little worried because George Seifert was born. Uh, he was conceived in 1939, actually. So I'm a, a little worried that don't he may have lost touch age. with the current version of the NFL. Don't do age- ageism. I'm senior gold, and I can I have a grouped swing. With it. Don't count us out. Here's another guy. Uh, Why don't you put Bud Grant on your list, Randy? Excuse me. If we want to emulate the Packers, this is the best coach in Packer, uh, in my opinion, uh, Packer, uh, modern modern era Packer oh, history, God. and that's Mike Holmgren. I knew that was good. Uh, Mike, you've uh, you've done it again at the highest levels. Uh, you really have, and even in Seattle, you you didn't you weren't able to pay it off there. But the players respect Mike. And, and I'm actually he, with Randy on this one. I'm actually he, in on the Mike Holmgren idea. Let's do it. Bring Mike he's Holmgren a quality, to Minnesota. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a quality quarterback. And uh, and Mike, uh, in this stable, you're you're uh, you are a super stud. And then one more name that I know is, is already on the tip of the tongue for the Wilts, and I can't even wait to see if they're willing to to give it a go to see if they can be the one team to get this guy back on the saddle and, and, and ride around the horse one more time because he's done it. He's won a couple of titles, and he, he, he's, the, he's the fountain from where all their advice uh, flows when they're looking for football decisions. So why not, instead of going to the source for a, 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 a take or, or a tip, why not bring the source in-house and, and, and give, him, give him, let him run it however he wants. Bring in some assistance, but let him be up in the booth 
give him a lazy boy if he wants, but you just want his brain in charge of the whole thing. And that's the big tuna, Bill Parcells. Bill, you can do this. You can do it one more time, and we're ready to welcome you, give you a whole, a whole fleet of, uh, of toys to play with, and see if you can do this thing one more time, Bill. So, uh, Bill, this, in this particular uh, power stable, you are the super uh, duper dud. Football. I think he's gone. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, here's the, 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 the big tuna. Here's the scary thing. If Bill Parcells <laughs> called the Wilfs today and said, guys, I'm in. They'd hire him. Guys, I feel energized. I'm, I'm revitalized. I'm, I'm, I know heart I'm 80. Problems, the heart problems have cleared up. He, I, I think, working. what did he give us, like six names there? Half of them were 80. I thought George Seifert was dead. He's not. Bill Walsh passed away, right? Bill Walsh yeah. is dead, yes. Is he? Oh, I yes. don't know that. Yeah, Bill Walsh is dead. George oh. Seifert, I thought, was dead, but he's 81 years young. Dude. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's on to something with uh, Mike Shanahan, you know. You know, people give Mike Shanahan a lot of flack, but, uh, you know, like I won a couple Super Bowls there in the late 90s, so maybe maybe you make that phone Who call. He did, he did teach Kyle everything he knows. Who was his first candidate before Mike Shanahan? Who did Randy have first? Uh, someone who just recently Vic got Fangio. fired. Uh, Vic Fangio. Vic Fa- yeah, because like I didn't love that one, but like I thought, oh, he's going to have a pretty good list here. Thought he was go- Well, I thought he was going uh, Brian Flores at first, right? Guy that recently got right. fired. Uh, Brian Flores. But you know, yeah. Vic instead he's <laughs> Mike Shannon, <laughs> and then Mike would want to keep Kirk too. Do you guys remember? So Bill Cower retired from Pittsburgh in like 2006 or whatever it was, because then Mike Tomlin took over. Six, yeah, yep. yeah. Right. And and he got into TV pretty quickly. And for the first few years, everybody yes. thought like Bill Bill Cower. It's just a matter of time, right? I think he flirted with the Panthers at one he lived point. The, and he had a, that, his place there. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely did. That it's just a matter of time. First of all, I thought Bill Cower by the end of that list was going to be on it. I'm a little disappointed that Randy didn't put Bill Cower on that list. But that's a really good point. Uh, little, why, why did, was the TV money that night? He, he he's working like once a week. I wonder why Bill Cower never got back into coaching. Probably didn't want the stress. I, I got to think that some guys are like, I don't need it anymore. I mean, not not a lot of them, but because mo- most of them do get back into it. But uh, yeah, I remember that was like a that was like a five year run, right? Like, oh, Bill Cower's coming back this year. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's going to be next. No, year now. no, it's not the it's not the right situation yet. And then when the Vikings fired oh. Childress, I think Cower's name was like you know among fans and stuff. All right, it's been five years, yep. but. Yep. Still, you could bring Bill Cower in here to yep. the jaw, the chin, everything. The chin was going to come jaw. back. Chin. The iron jaw. Dude, I watched uh, when I was watching Madden stuff last week, just going through YouTube. And so I found a game. It was week one of 1994. And it was, I think it was, it might have been the first. Was it, was 94 the first year of Fox NFL? Yes. I think it was the first it was. Pat Summerall, John Madden Fox game between the Cowboys and the Steelers in Pittsburgh, early yep. September. Yeah, and that's early Bill Cower, like year three of Bill Cower, and he's just he's got the mustache, and then the chin was just so legendary. He he exudes football. Like if I were to draw like draw a head that looks like a football, like yeah. that's Bill, Bill Cower. Cower. His chin looks like just a sideways football. Football. <laughs> uh, let's do some bonus Viking statements here. It's it's statements Monday on Mackie and Judd. Uh, Judd, you go first. Give us a, a bonus sure, sure, sure. Viking statement. Um, I'm going to actually go to a game last night uh, that was an exciting, dramatic game between the Raiders and Chargers, and I'm going to draw a parallel here to part of the problem with the Vikings. And my statement is this. Example one of, of the disconnect. And by that, I mean we all saw – if you watched that game last night, Daniel Carlson had another marvelous evening. Marvelous oh, night. So he I'm so turned, glad I mean, you he's, he's turned himself into one of the best, if not the, the best, but one of – actually, he's behind uh, Tucker of Baltimore. So one of he's the best He's a top five kickers, kicker, though. But he's a fantastic kicker. He's great. Yeah. And, and uh, he, of course, was drafted in the fifth round by the Vikings, I believe, in 2018. And he um, struggled in the preseason, and Zim got surly. And then he um, was awful, and I think he missed three field goals, including two potential game-winning kicks in what turned into a tie in Kirk Cousins' second 
regular season game with the Vikings, which was in Green Bay. And then he was summarily cut. And now I said from the moment that draft pick was made, Rick, what are you doing? Like, Mike can't handle a kid. He just can't. He, he doesn't have the patience. He doesn't have the ability to go through the struggles. And so Carlson was a terrible draft pick to give Mike. He was a great draft pick as far as his leg goes and, and his potential. But that's just another great example of the disconnect of a GM identifying a player who could be pretty damn good and has turned yeah. into a really good player. Rick was but right. He was right. Rick, Rick was right, but he gave, but, but he went shopping um, for a cook who couldn't cook the ingredients. And so Rick was right in the kid's talent, but he was wrong in drafting a kicker for Zimmer when you should have given him veteran kickers. And I think that's a really good e- example where there's culpability both ways, but it's a great example of how the disconnect just began to really um, uh, spiral and became like a snowball of Rick mm-hmm. Spielman is doing what he thinks is right, and for him, it is right. But for this coach, it's not. Do you think those guys were brought in at the same time this morning? Like, were they sitting in the same room, like a big conference room? Sure seemed like it, didn't together it? Together and told together? I, I I heard they met at 8, and it all came out by like 8.15, right? Yeah, Tommy, and, and Tommy Pelissero had the back-to-back tweets within I mean, I don't minutes. know for a fact, but it sure looked like they were both told fairly quickly you're gone. Do you think Zimmer and Spielman are going to get a beer or a glass of wine together at some point in the next week and, mm-hmm. and reminisce about the last eight years, or do you think they're less like they're more likely to never talk to each other again? <laughs> I go with door. I go with B. Like if if you're asking me my opinion, like game show, I'd go with option B. I think that they are. I'm guessing that they've spent the last year trying to save their own hides. Both didn't, and I don't think that's going to create a lot of um, goodwill between those two men, yeah. for now at least. No. All right, my, uh, my next statement here. Kirk Cousins showed us again why he is I-just-work-here guy. So yesterday, I think I know where you're going, after he missed Justin Jefferson wide open for a touchdown that would have Helped Justin Jefferson set the all-time Vikings receiving yards record in a season. I get it. Like, there's an extra game. Randy Moss did it in 16 games. It was important I to get it, but, but like, kid, though. it was yeah. important to Justin Jefferson. I agree. It's important to the team. And Kirk even like Kirk recognized the importance of it. He apologized basically after the game and said, "If I could do it over again, I would have thrown the ball to Jefferson." And of course, I hear the people. Well, you, you're, it was a touchdown. You're complaining about a touchdown. The t- the game didn't matter. The touchdown to KJ didn't matter, all right? Bonuses matter, and playing young players matters. And if you can if you can cash in on a record that's been largely built 95% through the season, like, you should look to do that, right? That's what happens in week 17, week 18. So they also had two more drives after that offensively to get 17 more yards for Justin Jefferson. And um, there was, like, a second down and eight or something, or a second down and ten, they run the ball, get stuffed for a loss, and then on third down and 14, another run play to Kane Wangwu, and they go back to the sidelines and they punt the ball. And then they get the ball back with a minute left, and again, it's, it's run plays, etc. So, you know, Kirk gets the play call in his helmet and runs the play as called because he is an I-just-work-here good soldier, right? He just, uh, sorry, I, maybe next year we can get that record. I don't know, I just run the plays that are called. I just do what I'm told. And, uh, and clench my teeth on the sidelines with my helmet on, right? Meanwhile, in the Tampa game, there's video of Tom Brady screaming at assistance. He's demanding that he does not come out of the game until Gronk gets one more reception for a $500,000 bonus, right? Mm-hmm. It's all meaningless, right? Who cares? It's bonuses and records. Who cares? The players care. And Tom Brady knows as a great leader that the players care. And by the way, I would say Bruce Arians, too, as a coach, is just more in tune with some of this stuff. He's pretty grizzled himself, too. But Tom Brady said, I'm not coming out of the game until I get Gronk the bonus that matters to him. And right. you, could, you, could, you could insert record if you wanted to there, too. Yep. And, and Kirk's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. No. Just uh, Guys don't hate Kirk, but he's just like, he just works here. He's a beta who just works here. I guess we'll uh, maybe try next year. Sorry. Well. And and then his I, I thought 
that you were going to his postgame comment when uh, Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press asked Kirk about coming back and about his cap. And Thomason flat out pointed everything about your do this. It's X amount of the cap. I think 21 plus percent of the cap. Um, so if they ask you to take a pay cut and Kirk sort of laughed uncomfortably and it's like, you've done your research here, which one it's on over the Kirk. And you know that um, Two, he very easily could have said, we'll look at that. And you know what, if that's in the best interest of the Vikings, I will certainly examine it. You know, something along the lines of I'm about the team. Cause he so said, he, li- he lies and says, I don't know the numbers. Yeah. Which is crap. But but he also says I want to be a Viking, which if that if you want to be a Viking, then you say, even if that's a lie, you say I will look at whatever needs to be done to help this team. Now you might ultimately say no, but instead you're right, Phil. He lies. He flat out lies and says I I don't know. It's hard to say right now. Which which is code for I ain't going to make any sacrifices unless they help Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, so I no, just, you're right. You're again, right. like, is it that big of a deal in the grand scheme? No, but well, these like little things like this do add up, and they matter, and it's all part of the equation. And get Justin get the Jefferson the, the damn record. And and I go back to the first half: two catches for 32 yards. Dude, That's he had seven it, targets. It was the third fewest targets like, of the season for him. There should have been a week long that like part of practice should have been. We're going to get you this. If you're going to play these guys, you know, at least Correct. have some fun, try to get a record, try to get some bonuses, etc. And if you're not going to play them, if you tell them, Justin, we don't think it's worth it, that's a totally different discussion. Yeah. Anyways, uh, m- maybe a mountain out of a molehill here. But... I got you. Like that. So I'll say this. My statement is stay far away from Lane Kiffin. <laughs> PFF <laughs> Brad put out a little uh, reckless speculation here. This morning, in the middle of recording this program, I've heard one very outside-the-box candidate for Vikings head coach last week. I'm not attempting to break any news, but there have been consistent chatter from many corners of football circles about Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Dude, I love Lane Kiffin as a college coach. I don't know, man. Stay. My statement is very simple and to the point. Stay far away from Lane Kiffin. Dude, that if, would if be PJ disastrous. Fleck ever left, give me Lane Kiffin as a college coach all day long. Sure. I don't know. But NFL, as a professional NFL head coach, that is the last thing this franchise needs is Lane Kiffin coming in here from Old Miss. He was at Florida Atlantic, I think, before Old Miss because he was obviously with USC, I know, in the early, about 10 years ago. But stay. And with Bama. Yes. Stay far away from Lane Kiffin. I'm not taking chances on college football head coaches right now. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. I that. agree. I agree with you completely. The name that I've I've heard um, loosely tied to the Vikings from the college ranks is Matt Campbell of Iowa State. I think he's a. I but I don't think it's going to be. I I don't. I think Declan's a thousand percent right. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do college coaches. No. There's like, so there's many qualified NFL candidates. guys. Exactly. Yeah. There's like this is this, there's a great pool of candidates on paper this year that Amen. Yeah, by the, way, the college coach. More breaking news coming in here. So uh the Giants GM Dave Gettleman has informed people in the building he's retiring. Good. And uh it, Joe Judge is set to address the team shortly with an eye toward the future. So it sounds like Joe Judge might not be getting fired here. No, they've said that they're going to keep him. My question is, are they now going to give him more power? Because that's just, the o- give only Joe way Judge to, all the power. That's the only way to assure. Like, because if you're going to bring Football. in a GM, I don't think he's going to want to keep Joe Judge. <laughs> Players really don't like him uh, that that's much. Hilarious, Joe Judge. Uh, call me coach. I don't call you by your name. I call you Mister Quarterback. Um, quick shout out to Federated, real quick. My next statement um, will come after this in a second here, but Federated's been around for over 100 years. They've been helping businesses make statements with risk management tools and resources. They've got all kinds of great people and uh, tools on federatedinsurance.com that can help you maximize the success of your business and minimize risk. It's, it's like having an offensive line that knows what it's doing while you, the quarterback, the business owner, operates in the pocket. Federatedinsurance.com, and remember it, Federated. It's our business to protect yours. Uh, I, I just want to throw a shout-out here via statement to my childhood TV dad. I was going to ask you about this. I'm going to miss Bob Saget. I was going to ask you about this. Bob mm-hmm. Saget died last night. Not even that old. He's in his 60s. 65. 
65. Found in an Orlando, Florida hotel room, dead, and I I saw that they did not suspect foul play or drugs. He was about to start a, a tour, literally. I think night one of his first comedy tour was supposed to be like tonight in Florida. Uh, yeah, he just tweeted something. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really sad. If, yeah, if you were born, I mean, and, and like you know, this younger generations probably saw Full House just via rerun all throughout the 2000s, but man, like I was born in 1985, and so that TGIF ABC lineup, it was it. There was a few shows that kind of rotated, but the staples were Family Matters and Full House for like eight years. And so my TV dads as a kid were Bob Saget, so Danny Tanner, Carl Winslow on Family Matters. Carl Winslow, man, loved him. And you always got, you know, Bob Saget, who was wildly different outside of that show, a comedian. He was raunchy and quirky. But on that show, he was America's TV dad. He would always give the big speech at the end of each episode to one of his daughters about like the life Cunningham learned in the of your generation. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I, I, when, when people from your childhood die like that, whether it's athletes or whether it's, you know, TV movie stars, it always kind of, kind of hit. So that, that hit me last night a bit. Bob Saget, rest in peace, man. Did you guys ever get into full house? I watched like I reruns of it. I never, cool. I, I, I even watched almost at, at a comedy because it's just like, it was so cheesy by the time I was watching it in like the mid 2000s. I didn't appreciate <laughs> it. So I thought it was just, it was so bad. It was good. I, it was always to show that if you were home sick from school for the day that was rerunning, yeah, on ABC Family yeah. that you would turn on. Cause, oh, cause, funny. Because you're a 12 year old yeah. and nothing's on daytime TV, obviously. So you would turn on ABC Family, and I swear to God, that'd be playing all the time during the, like the oh, noon block awesome. and the morning block of television. Yep, yep. He was his character on that show was like he was San Francisco local TV morning show host guy too. He took part in in the reboot, right? Yeah, he was kind of a peripheral character in the reboot. So they they brought a couple of the main characters back. So DJ uh, Candace Cameron and um, Beret. Married to, yep. Valerie Married to Pavel or Valerie Bray. Valerie. And then, uh, what's her name? Stephanie came back as a full-time character. And then they would sprinkle in, like, John Stamos and Dave Coulier and Bob Saget, too. Dave but, Coulier. Yeah, Bob Saget, man. Too bad. All right. Any final statements from from you guys? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Today starts an exciting for us on, yeah. on our shows um, as a Vikings fan, as a follower. I'm excited. I mean, this is going to be... It's been a long time since since the, what is, I think, easily considered the most important uh, professional sports team in this town has had a shakeup. Uh, Mike, Mike, for a long time, did a good job. I think that waned, but Mike did a good job. You know what? Rick did a so- solid job. Um, but I'm excited to see where this goes, and I think the timing of this change is just perfection. Yep. Um, it felt stale. I don't think that the coaching was good. Um, I don't... I, I really think the last two years, and this year in particular, the head coach was bad. Like, he he lost his fastball. And so I think it's super exciting now to see a franchise that's been, you know, damn solid uh, head in a direction that ho- hopefully will be more successful and provide a lot of fodder that we currently didn't have. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Dex, any final statements from you? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm excited, too. Uh, and this is now we're entering, even though the Vikings are out of the regular season, we got playoff football coming up. I love me some playoff football. Three days yeah. of wild, super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Saturday, Dude. Sunday, Monday. Terrible. Inject all the football into my bleeping veins dude i'm ready to go so yes i'm I'm excited what the vikings do i mean this is going to be legitimately i mean like the the offseason going into getting kirk so like we're after the minneapolis miracle and and signing kirk in 2018 that was fun but like this i mean there's so much volatility here who are they going to hire as coach gm what's the future hold for kirk are they going to move up in the draft they have draft picks now they know they're 12th like the speculation has started and i can't wait so inject it all Inject it all. Football! Uh, are we going to have to pour one out for the Rick Spielman cackle sounder? <laughs> we got I think some it survives for a while. Yeah. I think it survives for a while. I, like we, but we have to find a replacement. Yeah. Well, so like, can can we get the new GM to cackle? We'll have to have a hyper focus at the GM's first press conference for whatever goofy thing he says or some sound. We'll have to be hyper focused yeah. on that. But don't lose that because the cackle's really good. 
<laughs> so like i think we gotta be careful here because that's okay. a really okay. good transitional cackle and then there's this one too we're gonna have to we can keep this one but you know probably not gonna be playing it much anymore so i heard it all week long right oh and nine on monday night yeah. Yeah. You, you like how this tastes you like that? <laughs> I can't. No, you can't lose that. I love that. I love the play. The player makes it creepier. Chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? Honestly, like that was. So that was that was the peak. Yeah. Of the of the Kirk Cousins Thanks. era, right? That Absolutely. was that was, that was the, the, the roller coaster was at the top of the hill, and then they got smoked by the Niners, and they have not been above five hundred since that game. And don't forget, things come in threes. Rick is gone. Mike is gone. Kirk will be gone too. Usually, it's people die in threes. Yes. Yeah, uh, no. We got, well, we got two. Right, but I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's football death. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Betty, White, death. Uh, Betty White. Betty White died. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Oh, I don't know who's third. It's only January 10th. So, oh, 65 is young to be dying. Jaleel White, Steve Urkel, stay home. Don't go anywhere. Bubble wrap them. Be safe. Bubble wrap them all. Be safe. Oh no, oh, that's man. that's right. Melissa Joan Hart. Put, yeah, just be careful, don't go anywhere. Sabrina. Don't go anywhere. Clarissa, be careful. <laughs> Clarissa explains it all. Oh, man. All right, we're, we're back at it tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. Uh, we might even have uh, the Wilfs, at least Mark Wilf, is going to speak later today here on this Monday. So we may have another episode of Purple Daily at some point, but just uh, just trust us. We got you covered here looking ahead to this magnificently fun Vikings new era, hopefully in the next few months. It's going to be built. That's a wrap on Mackie and Judd today. See you guys.